But the foundation of a life of trusting God is what? Relational. It's knowing who you are to Him and who He wants to be for you. And regardless of the season of your in, it all requires these things. I think I put them on the screen. Our total surrender, God's perfect timing, our complete trust, and God's amazing grace. That when I'm going through this season where I do not feel God, where I do not know if He's there, that I, I don't see Him coming through, my plans are not going the way that they should, or that what normally is naturally happening is not happening to me, I realize, man, He is just asking of me, will you just surrender? Will you, re will you surrender the picture that you have of how this should look? Will you surrender the steps that you think I should take you through? Will you surrender what you want and just receive what I have? How many heard that story that I shared about Carly with the juice box? Where she has this little juice box and it has those little glued-on straws on the back. And when she was two years old, she had one carrying it around in the house. And I just remember trying to go up to her and grab the juice box so I could put the straw in for her. But she refused to give me the juice box because she thought I was taking something away. And so she carried that thing around for a half an hour and she never partake of, partook of the juice box. The very thing she wanted, she never got because she had a picture of me that I was trying to take something rather than give her something. And how many times in this season where we do not feel God, we go, God, why are you doing this to me? As though he's punishing you. When in fact he's loving on you. He's revealing something so precious about you. And he just wants us to what? Surrender. Like just rest. And know that he has timings for things. And sometimes the timing is not where we want it to be. Actually, all the time the timing is not where we want it to be. And he's just saying, will you trust me? Not do you trust me. Do you trust me is a condemning question. The question that God asks is, will you trust me? Justin, will you trust me to take this step? Man, it makes me want to cry just knowing what we went through to get to the place where we started New Day. Like, Justin, will you trust me to let go? And I was talking to a gentleman who goes here. He's not here this morning. And I was saying, man, I didn't realize this, but... As I was talking to him, I realized that God was training me all the way back to a place where, where I presently or uh, previously worked. Sarah and I gave away my salary, like we no longer received it. And I was just really with that. And then he, I let go of a dream of mine. And then we went to Florida and we had to let go of that. And then I had a job opening for a church in Clearwater. And I had to let go of that. And it was like God was just training me how to let go so that when it came to New Day, I would learn to one, let go of all that I thought we should do as a church. And he said, no, 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 don't, no, no. Just focus on Sunday and focus on the men, for me specifically. And watch me raise up people to do what God, I've called them to do. And I let go of all this way of thinking of how to do church, but God was just simply training me the entire way to get me to a place where, oh, now you know how to let go, Justin. But he, amen. But he had to what? That, that step of faith of just letting go. And I praise the Lord for my wife because she's the one that initiates almost every one of those letting go experiences. Amen? And that's the role that she plays. And it's simply where we trust him and go, okay, I'm going to let go. And it doesn't make any sense. And sometimes, this is, this is a big point, sometimes we consult with human people about whether or not we should let go of something God said to let go of, and they say, well, that, 
I don't know, you might want to second guess that one. And so we doubt ourselves and we go, okay, maybe not yet. And so we walk through life never taking the test and learning how to let go of something or learning how to trust Him. And so He requires our surrender, His perfect timing, our complete trust in His amazing grace. So we can truly only rest and enjoy. Give me about 10 more minutes. Rest and enjoy the journey if we understand His plan for getting us to where He is taking us to. The key to understanding God's plan for the journey is in knowing how He thinks and how He operates. And oftentimes we all tend, myself included, we tend to get fixated on the destination when God is more interested in the journey and the process. And a month ago I told you that I felt like God spoke to me that God's going to do a move inside this place. And so my way of thinking, as we all do, is go, okay, I can't wait for that destination of God to move. It just reminded me of Justin, I'm moving. Like, I'm moving. I hope you can see where I'm moving inside of people's lives, and it's just going to go from the ankles to the knees to the hips and overwhelm us to where we go, oh, wow, God moved. And somebody will remind us, as Steve reminded me a couple weeks ago, God's already moving. Oh, he moved already, and it was just a beginning process before everybody got soaked with his presence. And so we tend to get fixated on the destination and, and forget how important the journey is. In Isaiah 55, it says, and God declares these words, he says, For my thoughts, they're not your thoughts, and my ways, not your ways. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts are different than your thoughts. When I finally surrender to that, okay, go, God, we're going to go on a journey, and I'm not going to dialogue with how I think we should get there. I'm just going to simply say, Lord, I'm curious as to what you're up to in my life. Like, what are you doing? Like, why did we not get that job in Clearwater? Why did this happen, Lord? But I'm excited to know how this is all going to play itself out, rather than be mad that it's not playing out the way that I wanted it to. I can either show my daughter that she should be upset and be a victim of something that should not have happened to her, or I can help her see from a little different perspective how this is going to play a major role because God has a way of making all things work together for good. I'm beginning to see what God is doing in your life. I see how he's raising up a people group to, that are buying into how, what's that? Oh, good. June is out of the ICU. Amen. She's going to Disney with the Jordans. I'm beginning to see what God is doing and I know he's raising up a people group that are catching and buying into who he is for you and who you are to them. People who will step into their ministries, their giftings, their identities inside of their life. And it's going to be outside these walls. It's not going to be business as normal and go about your week. You're beginning to realize that you're an ambassador for Jesus Christ, every single one of you. And he's proud to have you as an ambassador to go out these walls and realize that you're a light in a dark world, that you are a light. You don't have to become a light. When you leave this, this place, you are a light. I was so blessed. We, 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 she was crazy, so I don't know if it means anything, but we were on a 
little bus on our way to Epcot, and I was talking to a lady, and um, we were just dialoguing back and forth, and uh, I asked her what she did, and she told me some of the things that she does, and then she goes, what do you do? And I said, I'm a pastor. She goes, I knew there is something different about you. But people see that on your lives, whether you could ever see it in the mirror or not, whether you feel it, whether you feel spiritual or anointed, it doesn't matter because the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. And that's what people feel when they're around you. They may not be able to know how to say it or what they feel or what they see on the countenance of your faith, but you are a light in a dark world wherever that you go. And the enemy knows that he doesn't have to beat the church. He just has to deflect her from her own God-given destiny a people that are without an inheritance and no identity. They have no substance and power. But I believe New Day is in the business of growing and developing people and introducing them to their father and to their identity, a people who can come as they are, and soon you rise up to be all that God has called you to be. Why? Because Jeremiah prophesied it, for God knows the what? The thoughts that he thinks towards you says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. My question is, do you believe that about yourself? Do you believe that he has a future for you, a specific future designed and laid out by your Father that he has given you everything you'll need to ever fulfill what God has called? No, you don't know my past. I don't care about your past. God no longer cares about your past because your past is irrelevant to what he's called you to do because it's by the grace of God that he calls you into who you are, a son and daughter, to go out and to be a representative, a representative of God wherever you go. I see him working all of us in a greater place of intimacy and pleasure into a relationship with God of enjoyment, of delight, and of promise where you're actually expecting things from God. Why? Because Jesus did that work for you and now you can receive everything that Jesus deserved. He's calling you up to a rightful place in him. He's speaking to who you are in him. Not to who you used to be, not to who you should have been by now. Our Father is attempting to get our attention and cause us to see all that he has for us. And so, Jackson, if you can put on the last slide those two seasons once again, I just want to close with these thoughts. There's a season of his presence where he restores and he refreshes you. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> and then there's a season of his absence or his apparent absence. Remember, he never leaves you nor forsake you. He's with you every step of the way and enjoy it while it lasts. Don't rush through the seasons of life. Know that they're revealing who he is to you and who you are to him so that you can be everything that God's called you to be, that you would surrender to your father, to your father's what? To your father's love, that you would surrender to his love that you would know that he has timings in his seasons of life. He knows when the cake has been baked enough, amen? And that we would simply trust him and that we would embrace the grace of God that he provides for us, the empowering presence of God to cause us to rise up and be the sons and daughters who are beloved of him. Would you please stand with me? Jason, you can stand up here. I'm going to ask Jason, if you don't mind, um, I'm going to ask him to pray for people if you want after service.
Some of you may be going through a season where you feel like God is not there, and many of you in this room raised your hands for that. And so I'm just going to encourage you, if you have a chance, to come and just spend some time with Jason. Let me just pray over you, that you have the grace and the endurance that you need to see the love of God in that season of life, that it's not punishment, it's not you having to learn the hard way. No, it's necessary so that you could be strengthened and grow, grow up in who he is. Um, at New Day, we don't pass buckets here, but we give you an opportunity through a chest in the back. You can put that on the screen, Jackson, just so they can see that. There's a little chest in the back there if you want to give. And I say it every single week, and I, I hope that the more that I say it, it doesn't dilute the sincerity of it, but thank you for being obedient to God. I won't call him out today, but it, uh, a friend of mine that's here today said God challenged him to start stepping up or stepping out in giving when it was difficult. How many know how hard that is sometimes where it's not easy and so we, we, we pull back, we hold, and we kind of keep it in our pocket until we can use it for another day. And he said he saw two unexpected blessings take place in his life this past week just simply because he obeyed God. You're not here to obey me. You're not here to get prodded by me. I'm not going to twist your arm to help New Day keep this thing going. No, this is a partnership between you and I that you would hear from God on how you could help New Day continue to do what we're called to do, which is to build people. And I can't wait to see how that continues to take place. So if you do ever feel like, man, God's put it on your heart to give toward New Day, you can do so by cash or check at a little chest that is back there when you walk out in the hall or online, mynewndchurch.org. And all of our messages are also here just as well. So you can re-listen to these over and over again. But before we dismiss, I just want to say or speak a blessing over your life. And as I do this, I want to do it from the perspective of your father. So I'm just going to ask if you feel comfortable just to close your eyes, put your hands in a posture to receive and receive these words. As the Father speaks over you, He just tells you that you are His beloved son and daughter. And He's sending you out of this room this week to go and be an ambassador for Him, to be a light in a dark world, to be a person who is empowered by His grace and His presence, that wherever you go, He's going to go with you. And that He's not forsaken you. He has not left you dry and to hang out and forget that He's even there, but He's actually involved in the season of life that you're in. And he's calling you up to enjoy who he is to you and to be who you have been called to be. And he's reminding you that the past is no more. It no longer has a voice that has a right to speak to you. That only your future should speak to you, not even your present. Your future should call you to where he's calling you to, that there's mighty men and women of valor in this room he's declaring over your life. That's how he sees you. He sees you as righteous. He sees you as, as, as more than conquerors, those who are, are called to, to be victors and not victims. That's how he sees you. And he's speaking that over your life today. And I just want to shower you this morning with his love, how much he loves you right now, that he's filling you with his presence and that he goes before you and he's behind you and he's with you wherever you go. And so just go and be his sons and daughters. Love those who come in, you come in contact with and meet people right where you, they are because that's how God met you. And so, Father, I bless my, your people today and I thank you in Jesus' name for their hearts, 
for their minds that are receiving your words and your picture toward them. And Lord, that the words that I spoke to them, that, that somehow you're able to translate them and speak them into their language. And Father, we thank you for Christine back there. Father, strengthen that woman of God. I thank you for the, whatever it took, the, 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 everything that it took to get her here, Father God. I thank you that you will give her a special grace to get back home and have no effects of trying to come here. And so we just honor you today, God, and we thank you for what you're doing in people's lives. Bless every single one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to sing one more song. Feel free to be dismissed or Jason will be up.